Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. So we're back for another review episode. We get to talk about New Year's Resolution from Hallmark, which was an actually good movie. It was a really good movie. Well, I wasn't totally surprised because I did say that I thought this would be my number one. And I wasn't disappointed. So to remind everyone, this movie has Amy Teagard in it and Michael Rady. And basically, Amy has decided she's going to start saying yes to social engagements because she's missed too much in the previous year of hanging out with her friends. And Michael always says yes because he's all about the opportunities and seeing where life takes you. And they were pushing this hard in the first like three or four scenes. Everything she said was no, 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 no. Everything he said was yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Like literally they they could have met, but they didn't at a coffee shop. And the guy's like, hey, would you like to try this new cookie? She's like, no. And then Michael's right behind her. And he's like, would you like to try this new cookie? He's like, yeah. Who wouldn't want a cookie? <laughs> That's my reaction. I know. <laughs> I always say yes to the cookies. It wasn't even a full cookie. It was a piece of a cookie. Yeah, I know, right? So you're not going to like ruin your figure with a piece of a cookie. <laughs> I know. And this movie started, it was like Christmas Eve. So it's the holidays. Have a Christmas cookie, for goodness sake. Yeah, it was odd to me that she said no to that. I just thought that that was strange because she didn't say I'm gluten free or you know what I'm saying? Like something that would (laughs) have qualified as to why she was saying no. She was just like, no, I'm I'm busy doing other things or something like that. Something very vague that didn't really apply. Yeah, I do appreciate though, because I don't think you always have to qualify your no's. That's something I have problems with. Like I have to justify saying no to something. And sometimes you really don't need to justify. Well, you just I say agree no. in real life. This is a movie. It, I just feel <laughs> this like in real movie, life. it just was like, I mean, we're, we're talking about it right now. So it, it was a point that she was saying no, just so that they could verify. I mean, I don't think she said yes to anything except for her own ideas. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so either until she finally gets a a stern talking to by her friend that you need to fix your life or else you're not going to have friends. Uh, Yeah. And she's like, oh, did I miss them again? Like, Like how many times have you like flaked on these friendship hangout things? Yeah. And I'm very big on this. And I mean, the girl who plays, I guess, her boss or the lady that's in front of the camera or whatever, who also plays Lou on Heartland, she was like, you need to go home. You shouldn't be here. I'm very, I, I work with people who will work all hours of the night and they will be on all the time. I used to get emails from a guy who doesn't work with us anymore, but at like three o'clock in the morning, you can schedule emails to go out at 8 a.m. There is zero reason why you need to send that at 3 a.m. except for that so that people know that you're on the computer at 3 a.m., right? Yeah. And then you're setting Mm -hmm. the precedent to people who work below you that this is what you should be doing. And I hate it. It drives me insane. So I was like, dang it, just go home. It's going to be there tomorrow. I know. It's not like a good reflection on your work ethic or whatever, or that it makes you a better employee. It means you have bad boundaries. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not good. Especially if you have people reporting to you, you know? Yeah, that's true. Okay. That I think was the only part of the movie that I was like irritated about, though. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But I still like the beginning. And then it just got better because their meet cute was different and it was it was kind of funny because basically he's out with his friends and she's out with her friends and he's 
kind of saying like, well, I can guess anyone's New Year's resolution because they all fall in the same categories, which I kind of agree with. Uh You know, it's always the same. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to finish this project, that kind of thing. And they're like, well, prove it. And so he goes over to her table and he's like, I'm going to guess your guys' resolutions. And they meet. And this was the part where I, in the promo, I was like, this is really incredibly awkward because they're just having this like one-on-one conversation while they're sitting at this table with all of these other people and all the other people are just watching. The premise for it, though, did not make it as awkward as the clip in the promo made it feel to me, right? Mm. He's trying to show that he can do this and he's talked to all those people in order and it was not, you're sitting at dinner having this private conversation where everybody's just watching you. That is what it felt like in the program. Yeah, he didn't ignore the three other people at the table and then just honed in on her. Right. (laughs) Yeah, But they did have a long conversation. They did. That everyone watched. But I was still okay with it because it was some fun banter, which really continued throughout the movie. Uh-huh. And then this scene also led to one of my, the parts that I really appreciated, which was she kind of pursued him by putting her phone number in his jacket pocket, mm-hmm. which she had never done before. And this is all part of her branching out. But you don't really see this in these movies. No, you don't. And I liked this as well. Although you're kind of like, what if that was not his jacket? It's a Hallmark movie, but <laughs> I guess she knows that that's the chair he was sitting in. <laughs> but I thought that because they were not, they were standing away from the table at the time. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And I was like, watch, is this going to be some weird mix up thing? But then I was like, nah, it's going to be his jacket. <laughs> but I did wonder. <laughs> Could have been had it had it been a different movie, she would have slipped her number into someone else's jacket and he was the one that she was supposed to be with. Yeah, and he was pretending to be his friend. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what this one does though. No. Nope. We're good. Yep. <laughs> I did really like after that mm-hmm. they did the burning of the intentions. Yeah. I loved this. I was like, I want to do this next year. Maybe not at midnight because mm-hmm. I want to be asleep at midnight. <laughs> I was like, this looks like so much fun where you're just like, okay, we're going to burn our intentions. You send it up and you get back something to help you accomplish your intention. Yes. Whatever. I think we should do this next year. Where are you going to find the fire? Mm, In a fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have a fireplace, although my couch is blocking it at the moment. I have a fireplace, although my couch is blocking it. <laughs> although we could, there is space between my couch and the fireplace. Technically, a fire could be in there, but we have to make it ourselves. It is not, it is a wood-burning fireplace. So is mine. Okay. But there's no space in between mine because I have mine pushed right up against the wall. The reason that mine, the reason I want to clarify that is because I don't know how to do a wood-burning, like I don't know how to start a fire in a way oh. that will keep the fire running. I know how to start a fire. Like I know the concepts, but when I've tried to do it myself, I'm not very great at like a long burning. Although I guess you, if we're just burning intentions, it don't, won't take that long. That's true. You just have to buy one of those logs and it oh. burns for hours. I was just going to do regular wood. <laughs> anyway, uh, I did It can be too hard to start a fire with those sticks and everything. So I just buy the log. But I, bar- I rarely s- set a fire, which is why my couch is against the fireplace. But yeah, that's our fire skills. Clearly we weren't in Girl Scouts. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of girls, this is a very random transition. It's just a very random comment that I'm going to make. But on, so it's New Year's, obviously, that's what we're talking about. But he gets a call from his sister. And his first question is, where are my girls? To talk about like his nieces and stuff. I'm just like, uh-huh. oh my gosh. That was, that was really so cute. cute. He was very uh, cute with them in general. He really was. Tommy. Tommy. Uncle Tommy. He was just cute in general in the whole movie. 
I'll probably say it like a hundred more times. I think it's okay. probably will. <laughs> I think this might be my favorite movie that he's been in. What is your favorite Michael Rady movie? I have to think about that now. It might be The Christmas at Pemberley because I just really like that one. I really like that one too. But you thought that, the, you think that, I think that you think that that movie is like really romantic. Is that the movie that you were talking about when you were talking? The way he delivers the lines and things like that? Probably when he delivers lines. Yeah. And I didn't feel that way about that movie specifically. Like I like the movie and I think it's nice, but like I don't think I'm as... Like, I think you're more of a Michael Rady fan than I am in general across the board, even though yeah, I definitely like him. I just don't think it's to the level that it is for you. <laughs> no, I would agree with that statement. I would agree with that. Uh, I could also say that I liked, if we're going to go non-Christmassy that I've seen him in, because I've seen him in the You're Baking Me Crazy and that wasn't my favorite. But I do like the one where he's with Nikki Deloche and they have to like share a foster dog with their kids. And I don't think I've seen this one, which is weird. I think it came out last year, like in the spring, maybe. It looked like a spring movie. Well, I definitely and probably didn't have the Hallmark then because I, you know, sometimes I'm without cable <laughs> at all. Well, I think when I got my Hallmark during the summer, they were playing it. Maybe okay. it was a summer movie. Well, no, it wasn't part of their new ones. Either way, I liked that movie and I thought he was good in it. And him and Nikki are good together. I mean, there's that one in the the two turtle doves one so but i would agree that this is a top movie for me for him okay glad we're on the same page yes same page <laughs> i did notice that this clearly was not shot in covid times no there were a there lot, was a of, lot people of people close together i know undressed true <laughs> they were in bathing suits people <laughs> The friend basically wore a full body thing and then let her show up in a bikini. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really strange. Like she was the least clothed one. Everyone else was like in one pieces. And then I also thought it was funny how they all managed to have black bathing suits. Oh, no, the one girl, there was one girl with a yellow bathing suit with like pink flowers on it or something. There was one girl, but She's most blonde. everyone else was wearing black. Yeah. And I was like, man, for, I don't know, I just, I don't feel like a lot of people have black bathing suits, but maybe that's a lie. <laughs> I feel like black is like a normal bathing suit color, like a classic bathing suit color. I black guess. Makes I mean, it's slimmer. That's Although, what I was thinking. Although she's wearing a bikini. There was no making you look slimmer in that. <laughs> no. I just assume like a lot of bathing suits are bright, fun colors for the summer. Yeah, that's probably true too. I don't, I don't have a black bathing suit. So I guess you're either a fun color bathing suit or you're a black colored bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> Two kinds of people. And yep. I'm not surprised she's black. Right. I was thinking, well, she must only have bikinis. <laughs> Because I think that I would not, although maybe it was smarter because like if you put on a one piece bathing suit or like the friend that was like literally covered head to tail, you're, that, that fabric is going to hold the cold longer than your body will. You could just dry your body off, right? Yeah. So it may have because been smarter to wear the bikini. Maybe. Because they did a polar plunge. I don't think we clarified. They jumped in a freezing cold lake. Uh, but she, <laughs> and she jumped in with her, why did they jump in with their hats on? I think I would have left my hat on the beach and picked it up. Yeah, I don't know. Put it on my head afterwards. She did it. I love how we're like the, the nitpicky, like super detailed. I know. This. Like this is not the most important parts of anything. The important part from this scene was before she jumped into the water where she meets Michael's character again. So he knows her resolution 
is to say yes to every like social thing. And so he says he's not going to ask her out because he wants a real yes, not one that's forced on her based on this resolution thing. And I was like, yes. And then she's he's like, well, you could ask me out. And she's like, um. <laughs> yeah, I liked his character in general with mm. he felt very gentlemanly. He did, but not in like a stuffy-ish kind of serious way, but in a, a respectful, fun, like he still knew how to have fun, basically. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think men these days, let me make a statement, we'll go off on some kind of psychology. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> men these days tend to be afraid of rejection. So I feel like maybe a lot of men would ask her out knowing that she's made this resolution to say yes. Mm, that's a good point. Because they would know that she probably won't say no. Right. And I don't think that gentlemanly equates not fun. Well, I don't know that I would say that. But I think normally in these movies kind of you associate gentlemen with like old fashioned and like old fashioned with like more serious. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I like old fashioned. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it. He's always a gentleman, though. Like that just makes me think of two, two turtle doves again when he he won't kiss her because they don't know each other well enough and he doesn't want to there was some, it was something going on but it was so different from normal i was like oh my gosh i definitely haven't seen that movie either well next christmas <laughs> maybe if they show it i'm sure they'll show it it's only a few years old so it's not like it'll be out of the rotation yet i don't know they've got so many coming out now how how many can you keep in the rotation for how many years well they still show your favorite movie most wonderful time of the year and that thing's real old as they should <laughs> I'm just saying it, it'll be on. It'll be on. Okay. Well, I thought their banter was super cute and really fun and good. Yeah, I agree. I think that they were they were fun. And there was never like, I really enjoy the ones you kind of touched on it, but I don't like it when they pretend that they aren't interested in each other. So they both were very clearly interested in each other from the beginning with her putting her phone number in the pocket and him saying, I'm going to wait, you know. Yeah. And it was interesting because they were actually dating, which you don't, they don't ever reference it specifically in the movies. Like, oh, they're dating now. We're dating, right? Like the whole movie, they kind of resist their feelings, even though they have feelings. And then at the end, it's like, yeah, we're going to be together. We love but each this, other. <laughs> yeah. But this one, they actually were dating. Now, I think they had a thing with numbering these dates hardcore. It was always like, on our second date, we're going to do this. On our third date, oh, what's the fourth date now? Oh, on our fifth date, that's when we... It was fun and cute, but I was like, man, we're really keeping track of these things. I know. And I wonder if it's because she was still... She clearly liked him, but she was still kind of reluctant to get into a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if that was part of it because of that aspect. If she would have been like the first day when he's like, oh, I'll let you can ask me out. And she was like, yeah, you want to go out? I wonder if it would have even been a thing. Hmm. I don't know. Me either. What I love is I'm like throwing this out like they're real people. Like there could have been another scenario as if the writers didn't write it the way that they did. <laughs> And there are yeah. no other scenarios. <laughs> this is the scenario. <laughs> Moving on from banter. I thought it was funny that her greatest fear was a magician. That was so And not weird. like a clown. <laughs> that was so... I mean, okay, I guess maybe I am... Ironically, I have clown and magic history in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
My dad does magic tricks. Oh. Like tons of them. Christian related. They're not Christian magic tricks, but he does them with a Christian theme Mm -hmm. because he's a preacher. And growing up, again on a Christian theme, my mom and dad had a friend who was Patience the Clown. Oh my gosh. Why would you name a clown Patience? Because she was patient. It's a virtue because it's a Christian clown. (laughs) She was also Holly Berry. At Christmas time, there was a different clown costume that she wore for that one, though. <gasps> no. Yeah. And one year when I was little, let me let me set the stage. I loved Little Mermaid, obsessed with Little Mermaid when I was a kid. And I had curly hair. So <laughs> one year she's going to a conference and wants me to go as her daughter. And I'm like, <gasps> okay, can I have a straight red wig? And all she had was a curly red wig and a straight green wig and my little pain in the butt <laughs> self. Wouldn't go because I couldn't have straight red hair. Oh, my gosh. How horrible of a person was I? (laughs) I'm like, Mom, you should have whooped six-year-old me. (laughs) Oh, my God. You have the strangest history. I know. Well, I won't even dare to tell you when I found out that Patience was actually our family friend. (laughs) I didn't know that they were the same person. (gasps) Wow. You're so innocent. I was very upset about it. (laughs) I have a family picture with patience. I should find it. Um, you do that. <laughs> I don't need to see scary patience the clown. Oh, she was very kind. She was not scary at all. I wouldn't have wanted her to be my mom. My <laughs> and you were baby mom. clown. <laughs> okay, anyway, this went this went off the rails. This went way <laughs> off, way off track. Moving past the magician, would you ever speed date? Have you ever speed dated? Have not ever speed dated. Not interested in speed dating. I mean, it worked out for her and him. I mean, they like, weren't their really... friends played their wing people. <laughs> yeah, but they were already interested in each other. It's not they didn't go there to meet someone and meet someone on the speed date. Yeah. So it just seems so awkward. Three minutes of talking to some random stranger to decide if you want to date. Well, yeah. And I know that you also don't love like the small talk aspect, which they did bring up. <laughs> I know I felt her. I was like, oh, I agree. That's me. My One of my other things that I wanted to mention was, you know, I'm into the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. He is a hardcore Enneagram 7. Hmm. All the fun, looking for the next in- interesting thing. Can't say yes to things because they... <laughs> Because can't say no to things. Can't, you can't say yes to things because they want to be open to other whatever might come around. They'll they'll say oh. yes to the current thing. Like if I walk up to them, I say yes, but they're not planning a week in advance or whatever. They're, he very. I mean, some sevens do, but I'm being very generalized here. But he was definitely right on the seven bandwagon. And if I was going to guess for her, I would say she's either a three or one, but I don't really know which one. Hmm. That's funny. I've actually heard people uh-huh. say that thinking about characters in the in the aspect of Enneagram can actually help you to write a complete character that's realistic. So you're I've not, seen that too. Yeah, so you're not having them do things that are out of character because you just wrote it in. Mm-hmm. You're actually following some kind of a psychological, you're following some side of a like, it's not a psychology, but you know what I'm saying? Like an understanding of the way people think to yeah. develop. I was going to say, I've seen a book account that actually any like types characters and books that are already written. Oh, yeah. And I find it interesting. 
Oh, I should follow that. I find that really interesting. I should find her. She doesn't do it for everything, but I liked what she did because there were books I read and I was like, oh, I can see this. Well, I find that the people that I feel like are Enneagram ones, which are me, which is me, those are the characters that I'm really super drawn to. So like Hermione mm. and Harry Potter is yeah. completely the one. Now there's other ones from like Charmed or Vampire Diaries that I feel like are a one, but other people think are not that I am drawn to, but I still think that they are one. And I think that's why I'm drawn to them. <laughs> well, I know that I'm drawn to... Well, I'm drawn to Amy and Michael's characters because I see myself in both because sometimes I'm like Michael where I just want to I say yes because I just want to see what happens and have opportunities. But then I'm also like Amy where I'm just, you know, too afraid to do things. And I wondered how this came down to birth order because she's an only child and only children are similar to the eldest children. And I'm the oldest in my family. So... We have that similar aspect of things where you want to do things right and it's your responsibility to do like all this stuff. And then he never said he's the youngest of his four siblings, but he's definitely not the oldest because he has his big sister. And I feel like he is the youngest and I feel like he fit being the young like baby of the family with his kind of wild carefree like he he didn't have those expectations placed on him basically. This is interesting because... Would you say that I'm more like Amy or Michael in this movie? I would say Amy. Because I am definitely the baby. Yeah. You are an anomaly. Which, I am the baby, you're like, baby baby. Because I'm the youngest child and youngest grandchild on both sides. But you're like the super baby, right? Because your siblings are much older than you. Well, no. One of my brothers is three years older than me. And then one oh. nine and then one twelve. Well, then you're just an anomaly. <laughs> I can't explain it, Carrie. Your Enneagram went out against your birth order. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it's interesting. I think birth order is really interesting because I definitely have a thing about middle children. Oh, man. Yeah. But I and only children. I definitely think there are things about only children. But other than that, I also think that it's definitely the the nature of birth order, but also the nurture, like how was your family growing up also will determine how your personality develops. Mm -hmm. That's true. And we don't know what her family was like, but his family seemed Fun. like super nice and loving. Yeah. My parents were just, you know, Southern Baptist people, <laughs> conservative, <laughs> expected things in a certain way. So that's probably why I'm the way I am. Yep. You're one nurture, one out against your baby youngest thing. <laughs> Yep. Moving along, I appreciated her telling him that he can say his opinions around her because one of his things is like he goes with the flow and never really committing to an opinion either way. And she's like, you can tell me. And I appreciate when people say that, like I've had someone say that to me before, so that you know, like that you're safe in your opinions. You can trust this person not to like judge you, I guess. Yeah, there were a lot of these things where I felt like they had good conversations, adult conversations about stuff. They were very clear in how they felt, like clear in communicating things, I felt like. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I also like... So a problem kind of crops up and so she tries to pull away, but he they he works through it with her and reasons and he's like, I'm going to keep the receipts. I'm going to shoulder 100% of the responsibility if things go south instead of them just, oh, we're going to break up in case something happens, right? Yep. He's like, no, we're going to continue on and if something does happen, I'll 
take it on and we can move on from there. I was like, man, this is very mature. I agree with that. I think that conversation specifically was good. And later on, when it kind of all blows up, I Mm -hmm. feel like even though he was kind of back and forth on how he was going to handle the situation, in the end, he came around and kept his word on that statement. Yeah, he did. At a pretty big cost to himself actually well and i think it was what was interesting about this is he's given his life to this job and now he's finding out that the people that he works for perhaps are not the type of people that he wants to be Mm -hmm. and instead of it being like this long drawn out like thing he actually came to the conclusion that it that's not that was not acceptable on his own very fast yeah i agree and it was nice that their conflict really wasn't I mean it affected their relationship but it wasn't in the relationship it wasn't like a weird miscommunication thing it was like a legitimate problem in the real world it wasn't like (laughs) seeing somebody give someone else a hug and then being like oh it's over now yeah because they really didn't even introduce the main conflict until about halfway through the movie or so of like what it was going to be yeah during that same conversation though there was a fun little quote where he talks about kissing her Mm -hmm. I wrote this one down (laughs) and she says that she wants to take the relationship slow, kind of like 35 miles per hour. And he's like, well, would kissing you be 35 miles per hour or 65 miles per hour? And she thinks about <laughs> it for a second. She does. <laughs> but then she in the does. End, you don't get your kiss. I know. She, she didn't go for it because, you know, it'd be like 100 miles per hour <laughs> if he kissed her. But I did like that because I liked I liked the scene with the kiss, the first kiss. Oh my gosh, yes. It was so romantic. It was so good. Yeah. I liked a lot about this movie. I did not I didn't love her dress. It was fine. It was not anything. It wasn't breathtaking. Well, when she first came out, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this looks like another funeral dress." Cuz I thought it was black. And then the light kind of catches it and it's a dark green velvet. So, I don't think it was good for the camera because it just looked too dark. Oh, well, you know, I'm and- colorblind. I never saw that as green. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a dark green color, which I like that color, but it didn't show up well. And otherwise, it's pretty plain. And her hair looked like she had just gotten out of bed. I didn't feel like her hair looked like the pieces that were hanging down looked very disheveled. They weren't like purposeful to me. It's like she put her hair up and then these pieces just fell out is what it looked like. Well, maybe she was running around all day with him. This was going to be like their fifth date on the same day. Hairspray, guys. Hairspray. (laughs) But I will say that scene that they promoted where he's like, oh, I'm sure you look breathtaking was exceptionally better in the mm-hmm. movie because he almost couldn't speak when he saw her. And it took him a yeah. second. And then he added the breathtaking rather than, oh, I'm sure you look. And then she walks out breathtaking, you know? Yeah. He, Michael Rady just has a way. This is going back to the romantic way of words. He has a way of delivering his lines where you believe it and it it's just those small pauses or looks with the line and you're just like, I feel it. It's so romantic. Yeah, that was really good. We skipped over. We went straight to the dance, but I did think it was cute at their fourth date, literally that afternoon. They had when three, he took four, her and to five a, together in the same day. Yeah. Went to see his family, then went to a board game cafe place and then the the dance but i thought it was cute at the board game game place that he like brought a blanket and slippers for her he's like we're gonna relax 
and be competitive. I don't think I realized that he did that. I heard him say that, but I didn't realize he brought the blanket and the slippers. Uh, I just thought he he chose the place because he wanted to be relaxed and competitive. And there's actually one of these in Athens, Georgia that I've been to. And we just ended up showing up there. It was for a bachelorette weekend. We ended up showing up just because like a lot of a couple of other things that we were thinking about going to weren't open. And we went there and we had so much fun. Yeah. I was wondering if there was one around here. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't know. If you're in Athens, go for it. And if you're in the Triangle area, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to mention that he just so caring and thinking ahead. So I thought that was sweet. Switching gears, though, to fun. Her 30th birthday party, which was Gatsby themed. Oh, my gosh. I just I loved it. And it was fitting that it was Gatsby themed since this fits like the whole roaring 20s that we're suddenly in. Yeah, that's funny. I actually saw that and I was like, is this totally something that Stephanie would do? I would never pick a Gatsby themed party ever. Like, I mean, they're fine. I would want to go to one or I'd like to want to go to a masquerade or something, but I don't want to like put it together and do all the stuff for it. It just doesn't sound appealing to me. But I thought Stephanie loves reading and stuff like that. So I was wondering if this would be like right up your alley. Well, like you I wouldn't mind going to one. I really have wanted to go to like a Roaring Twenties like New Year's party thing for a long time. Would I want it for my birthday party? Probably not. I mean, The Great Gatsby isn't like my favorite book or anything. And this did make me think, though, of what I would want because I am turning 30 this year. I don't know that I can actually do anything for it. I mean, it's in December and I'm hoping COVID things have died down enough by then that we could all hang out kind of normal-ish. Lord, help us. (laughs) I actually want to take a trip, though, for my 30th. But again... Don't know if that can happen. I took a trip for my 30th, but it wasn't on my birthday. I went in October with my friend. Well, I wouldn't mind going earlier, but again, COVID. Yeah. But where'd you go? Punta Cana for eight days. Hmm. It was amazing. I'd probably be allowed to go there. You probably what? I'd probably be allowed to go there. I've seen everybody going to some the same place in Mexico. I don't know where Punta Cana is. But it sounds Republic. It's that pit place where like a year ago or something, everybody kept getting sick at the resorts, <laughs> which is oh like horrible. Do you know that? Did you hear about that? I don't think so. I don't know what was going on. I don't even know if it's still a thing or not, but people were like, don't go to Punta Cana. It's a shame because that was like such a fun. They, we stayed at this little resort and they have like this like hype team. And so every night they have like... <laughs> Like all these shows that they do and there's dancing and there's, you know, comedy and there's there's a lot of fun things to do. And it's went snorkeling, went parasailing. It was amazing. Well, it sounds fun. Tropical vacations like that, though, have never been on my number one list. I'm not I just am not an island person like that. I'd rather go somewhere cooler European. (laughs) Have you ever been to like the Caribbean? I mean, I guess you've been to Tampa which the waters are kind of like the Caribbean. Yeah, but that's about it. But no, I've never really had an own desire to go. I've seen all the shows. I've seen how pretty it is. I'm just not, it's not my number one. It's way down on the list. I also have a fear of swimming with things that are in the water. And what I love is the water is so crystal clear. I don't mind getting into the water because I can see what's around me. <laughs> it's not like... I have that same fear. not like jumping into one of these janky lakes around... <laughs> Lake Lanier in Georgia or something. Okay. Oh, man. We're all over the place. (laughs) We are all over the place. That's my future 30th celebration. Who knows what will happen? Okay. So then 
I guess this is kind of a spoiler alert for the end. My question is, can the bank that he worked for not sue him for going public with their problems? Like, isn't it suspicious that he quits and then he goes on the news directly afterwards and outs them? No, I think that if you're a whistleblower, they're not allowed to go after you. If they're doing illegal activities, I don't think that they can sue him for speaking up against it. Even if they've closed the accounts and stuff, so they're technically not doing anything illegal? What they said was we closed the accounts that the 20 that she talked about, and he asked, what if there's more? And they said, maintain your lane. So that's indicating Mm, that they know that there's more and aren't doing anything about it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Because I was like, man, this just seems like bad timing. Like he can get in trouble for this. Nope. I mean, not that they wouldn't try, but to try to scare him off. But once he's already on television, he's already on television. (laughs) That's true. And he was able to find a job really fast. Uh, Yeah, I guess somebody once wanted him. He may have been, you know, you know, Chicago is not that far from Milwaukee. So he may have already known people that used to work with him that moved to Chicago or took a job at another bank or something. Mm, Yeah. Out to a contact. That's a good point. Don't burn bridges. Don't go out in a ball of flame because... That's happened to me before. Well, I haven't done it, but a coworker has done it. Yeah. <laughs> like she she was so upset and she went home, which I didn't I knew she was upset and didn't care for the workplace. But this was like an ongoing thing and she kind of had a fiery personality. But then I go into work the next day and they're like, Well, so and so sent us a mean email last night and listed all these things and said all these things. And she just quit and said she's not coming back. I was like, What? What happened? <laughs> it was crazy town. Yeah. Just crazy. I mean, which is one thing if you're like, I understand him being like, it does not fit in with my ethical expectations of a workplace, you know, mm-hmm. but to just be like, I hate you. <laughs> I mean, she had some valid reasons or things, because but she the way them as an adult. Well, no, she addressed them in the fiery thing. <laughs> At least he tried to address his as an adult. <laughs> well, he, he's pretty mature. Yeah. This this is someone who, for background, like she would just up and decide to move to a different state like the next day. Like one weekend we came back on Monday and she's like, yeah, I almost didn't come back. I almost moved to Arizona over the weekend because I was just tired of being here. Uh, okay. And she's like done that before where she actually did move. Put that on a list of things that have never even crossed my mind. I one time thought about moving to Arizona and it was like literally with three of my best friends. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to Arizona by myself. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, I've thought about picking up and moving, but never just, I would never actually do it, you know, within two days. It's wild, the different personality types. Sure is. I have one more quote I need to talk about because we did not talk about it. Okay. At the end, guys, this is a spoiler alert. Hardcore. He, she gets up and she does the storytelling thing. And in the storytelling, she calls him Tobias and blah, 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 and whatever. And he gets up afterward and she's turned looking at her friends and doesn't realize it and hears his voice and turns around and he starts the speech. Guys, the speech. And the part that gets me is that her favorite book growing up was The Velveteen Rabbit. So he quotes, by the time you're real, most of your hair has been loved off, your eyes drop out, but none of that matters at all because once you're real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. And I was like, and then he follows it up with that she made him real and I'm never going to hide myself again because of you. Oh my gosh. I'm like almost getting teary again now hearing it again. (laughs) You guys, I, I was sobbing. 
Oh my gosh. It was so good. These are the Hallmark. It was so good. These are the Hallmark movies that set too high of expectations. <laughs> I know. I know. Rating, this is unrealistic, man. <laughs> and we're here for it. We're here for it. Oh my goodness. It was just I mean, that makes me think of because I was wondering. So I liked this movie and I liked last week's movie, Taking a Shot at Love. And I was wondering, like, are these really as good as I think they are? Or am I just since it's not Christmas where I'm having to watch six movies over the weekend and I can just focus on one and not compare it to anything else? And that's why it's so good. Um, but I, I think they're actually really good. No, I think they're really good. I think these two last two movies, almost any weekend probably would have showed up every other movie that was with it. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, there's a few that I think are up there with this one, maybe even better, but these are these are two very strong movies, I feel like, for this winter season, especially since the winter ones, I don't even really care about that much. I know, me either, because I was trying to think of what are what's a winter one that I even remember. And like I remember the Winter and Veil one, basically that it has Tyler Hines and Lacey Chabert. But I don't remember much about it. And I know though they have those one winter weekend and winter proposals or whatever, but again, it's not really remember much about it i remember the winter castle one where they go to the hotel that's the ice hotel oh yeah but but i don't remember much about that either i don't remember much about it either and i only and i don't even remember much about it and i just watched it last weekend because i was like what is this and then i remembered that that was the name of it once it started yeah so it's not like these are very memorable like they're i don't know Although, now that I'm thinking about it, there was Love in Iceland last year. Oh, they were actually cute. in Iceland. That one was Yeah, cute. and it was very pretty. Yeah. But most of the time, meh, you know? Yeah. But I like how we said, we can't remember much winter movies, but then we named off like 10 winter movies. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, miss, we missed our favorite, The Amazing Winter Romance. Well, and I was going to mention that one, and I thought that one's not even worth mentioning. But the like the Winter and Veil vale one, I recorded so that I could watch it. The ones that you named, other than the Winter in Iceland, I don't think I've seen. They have Taylor Cole in it. Well, I haven't seen it. You know you like her, so. I do, but I guess I canceled my subscription after Christmas. <laughs> I need to cancel one of my subscriptions. <laughs> Probably a good Because I still idea. have Friendly and Philo. <laughs> I would get rid of Philo. Yeah, because that's more expensive, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. Now can we rate it? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Well, I think mine are probably going to be lower than yours. Oh, okay. Well, you go we first. shall see. So for set, I gave it a three oh. because there wasn't anything special, but I did like the lake beach shot. I don't I don't feel like we get a lot of water shots. I gave it a four mostly because... I thought it I, I appreciated that it was somewhere different. Like when I mm. when they first showed that opening scene, I was like, where is this? And then they showed the building with Milwaukee on the side. And I was like, oh, okay, we're in Milwaukee. I was not expecting that. I kind of liked it. But it's not because anything on the set was like amazing. Mm-mm. But yeah. It was just normal. And then style, I gave it a three because there wasn't anything memorable about it. I will say that normally I prefer Michael Brady with a beard. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but he, I actually liked him clean shaven in this movie. He looked younger and sometimes he looks different than he normally does, but he still looked fine. Yeah, he was cute. I also give this a three on style. Yeah. I don't really have any memorable. Okay, so then storyline, I gave it a five. I gave it a four. Okay, why, why'd you give it a four instead of a five? Well, and mostly I think that this is probably because 
of the scheduling. I really felt mm-hmm. like this one should have been last weekend. I don't know why they didn't start off with this one since it starts before Christmas. Yeah. And this originally was supposed to air December of 2019, but it got the same treatment as Country at Heart. Yeah. So I don't know if it was going to play in December originally, why they didn't play it in December this time around. Yeah. Or why didn't odd. they play it as the first movie, knowing that it's it's already cut and ready to go. It's not like you have any editing or anything that might be still out there. You did all that a year ago when you were going to play it and then pulled it. Yeah. I think I mentioned to you, maybe they tested them and people preferred the Luke and Alexa one over this one. And they tried to... Sh- start with their strongest movie well hallmark you were wrong bad decision (laughs) i don't think it was a bad decision both of them are good but it would have made more sense since this one had a lot of christmas i stick with bad decision i just really felt like a new year's resolution since new year's day was on a friday and you're playing this on the day after new year's day it just made sense to put it yeah and then to find out that there's christmas in it definitely should have been i know for real I mean, and that's why, so on Snowflakes, I only gave it a four because they had a lot of good activities, but they didn't have a lot of winter decor. They had Christmas, mm-hmm. but we're not we're not rating candy canes, rating snowflakes. So I gave it a four snowflakes too, mostly because she got in that icy water. <laughs> and it was very snowy. It was really snowy, like whenever they were inside you could see snow blowing on the outside. So yeah. So you actually rated this lower than I did. I'm actually kind of surprised. Well, I still love it. Still love it. Still love for me. I really had a hard time. We were like, last year we did, last year, (laughs) almost. Last week we decided that we were going to kind of rate these as we go along. And I had a hard time deciding which one I actually liked better because I really loved taking a shot at love because it was funny. But this one felt more like a like at Christmas time, a Hallmark movies and mysteries movie. It was a little bit more serious. They did have fun mm-hmm. and stuff, but it was just a little bit more serious. It definitely made me cry. But yeah, so I had a really hard time picking which one I thought was higher ranked. And I think I'm going with taking a shot at love. Well, I'm not. <laughs> It was close, though. Like, it's almost basically a tie, but Michael Rady pushes it to number one, which I expected it to be my number one, and it is, but it's super close, and I still love both of these. Well, I I don't think we're going to sustain this streak, though. I expected it to be number three. That was my guess, is that I would think it would be number three. So we'll see what happens. The one that I think is number two is the last one, so we'll see what happens, but... Is that the Christmas getaway one? Oh, no, that's Snow Kissed. We'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be tough. I definitely don't think two for the win, which is next, is going to beat it. I don't think so either. Sorry. We're going to go into a little lull. It's like two high ones and then a valley. (laughs) And then hopefully two high ones. I mean, I have high hope. If you get four out of five that are loves, I mean, that's an 80%. That's good. Yeah. Some of the Christmas weekends never even got four out of whatever loves. Yeah. Especially the weekends I was being mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so that is our review for New Year's resolution. Our next episode is TBD, but it might just be our review of Two for the Win. We'll see. We talked right. about, we've thrown out the idea of talking about Bridgerton. Oh, right, we did. But. So you might have that to look forward to. If not this coming Sunday, maybe the next Sunday. Yeah. Okay, peace out. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen. 
and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.